That's nice. Come on, seriously. Come on. That's you don't have to learn that. Every week when I do my weekly review, I update them. So the sales we had last week, you know, how many new customers, how many new users, like all these things, how many new podcast listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, so. <laughs> Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books we read and want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day, working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. So today is one of the books episodes. Anyone listening to the show knows that we, we like to discuss a lot of books and what we learn from them. Uh, try to share ideas from it. Uh, but we also discussed on a few episodes a lot of meta things around books. We shared why we read a lot and our stories with 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 books, like how to, how we came to where we are now. We discussed how to read a lot of books and recommend it to everyone who's having trouble with finding time to read lots of books to try um, audiobooks, which worked for both of us really well. And we also discussed why to take notes, book notes, and how to take notes to remember more of books. Um, but there's a thing that I want to discuss and I want to figure out better myself, which is that it's not it's not enough to just read a lot. Like we we read not just for pleasure and not only out of sheer curiosity, but a lot of the things we read, we read because we want to learn something. We want to make our lives better in some way by taking advantage of the advice uh, of, of people who thought about a problem a lot more than we did. And so the, the thing I want to figure out is how do you leap from reading to doing? How do you turn your reading uh, into action? Yeah, so the obvious answer is um, it depends <laughs> because um, some books have more tangible answers or term, like to-do lists or uh, actionable, you know, um, conclusions. Uh, other books are more like um, they inspire you to to think about something, but nothing really tangible, nothing really concrete like, to to act on now and um, mm -hmm. other books are just you know fun to just learn about things and about a different kind of you know world out there so they expand your horizons so it's all it all depends but recently what i've discovered is that we have we've, we've had a, a, like a streak as of several books that 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 prompted me to action <laughs> almost right away after reading them yeah i agree i i, I read a lot of books just out of intellectual curiosity uh, over the last year in particular, and, and that's fine. But I feel like it's also easy to read books which try to teach you something and give you some actionable advice. But if you're not careful, like you're, it just it just becomes you know intellectual stimulation. You're, you're just doing something. You know, you're just nodding your head uh, as you read along. You know, when you see something smart, but then you neglect to actually implement it in your life. So it's it's very easy to read only superficially, uh, even if uh, the the goal of the outset was to read it to actually learn something. But if if you're just 
you know, reading through the book without anything else, then you'll remember some things and sometimes you'll remember to change something about your behavior, for example, but you're going to miss out on a lot of details which were important, but just without a deliberate approach to reading books like that, it's just going to fall out of your head, you'll forget it and you'll do nothing. What we also mentioned previously um, in our chats about books is that very often an idea um, will make impact in your life uh, after a while. That you like, you need to re- That's true. listen to an idea first. Then, in a different book, you you take you you listen to the same idea but from a different perspective, and then there's a third book that mentions this idea but also with a different example, and then suddenly the thing clicks. You know, like sometimes it just takes more time for the thing to just sink in and to 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 pr- provoke the impact. Um, and so it's really good, um, like in our case, to read a few books and and not just one. And this one will just define your life forever. But you read a few books and then really arrive at this moment where you've got like the, the information clicked, the, the, the information is there and it prompts you uh, to act now because now you have a broader perspective and you know what to do to really uh, like change your life. Yeah, I agree. When I was preparing for this episode, I was, I was doing some research and uh, I read a few articles about reading books on Farnham Street, which by the way is an amazing blog and y'all should read it. Uh, and anyway, there's this article, how to read a, read a book, and it, it shows kind of four levels of reading a book, which would be elementary, uh, inspectional, analytical, and syntopical. And and that fourth level, the, the, like, the deep end of like reading a book really seriously, uh, is the work of, of reading multiple books on a similar subject and, and comparing them to try to synthesize um, something out of that. Uh, and you know, perhaps without without doing it that deliberately uh, as that fourth level, I also find that reading multiple books on a similar subject is very helpful. You're going to see connections and little facts you haven't just noticed before, and and both when reading for curiosity and for reading something that that is supposed to. Uh, that you're supposed to learn from, it's very useful to have multiple uh, takes on something similar or multiple uh, opinions uh, on the subject. You know, and for the and also for the, like, like you have to have a mindset for for something to really like substantially change your life or change the way you approach things. And this mm. mindset will not be developed overnight. You know, you read one paragraph in a book and you're like, yeah, this is the thing. No, it it takes time. Um, also, that's why it's good that we we try to not read. Uh, uh, like the same books, like the same type of books, one after another, but we alter, uh, like uh, alternate between different books, different types of books, and then we come back to the subject again and come, come, come over. Like this is really important because like, like now browsing through the book list that I that I have here in front of my eyes of of the books I've read this year and and previous year and the previous years, um, I see how this how this worked. And then I see the moments, like the, really the points where I acted on this issue, on this thing. You know, when when the moment, yeah. like the inflection point, where I started really uh, acting on the advice, which already was presented to me like a half a year ago or a year ago. But you know, but it, it, it how I arrived at this moment when it just worked. Yeah, which reminds me of something I read from Jason Fried. I think uh, I think it was actually Clay Christensen who said that. Uh, it was something like uh, questions are 
are places in your brain where answers fit. Uh, and, and the idea is that if you don't answer the right questions, like you can see the answer, but it just it has nowhere to go and it bounces off your of your head, <laughs> right? And, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Like that should be obvious. But like if if you're not really interested in learning an answer, or if you haven't looked at, at just the, the the question you're asking the right way, you can read really smart and useful things on the subject, but it's just not going to to click, right? It, it just won't make uh, the same impact. So if you recommend a, a book to someone and they're not, they don't, they haven't, uh, you know, hit the point in their lives where, where they were like interested in, in that particular thing, it, it might just not work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can see that from, from my note taking about books when this infection point hits, uh, because, um, as you uh, advised me, you know, to, to that, that every, after, after each, um, a listening session, like we, mm-hmm. we listen to audiobooks to write down notes from what I just heard. Um, I very often just take notes of what I just heard. But when there is this idea, I think the inflection point hits, I not, not only write down what I just heard, but I write down ideas of how this can be applied to my life. And then I realize that this is the moment when something is is, is, is getting tangible, is getting there. And and I start writing down the ideas and and uh, like make bullet points of things and then like suddenly my head goes goes really spinning and and this means that okay, <laughs> I I found something that you know that this is the moment. This is the moment to act on it. Yeah, so you, you mentioned two very important things. Uh, first of all, I think the note-taking process itself is extremely uh, important. You won't do it with every book. Like, again, sometimes you just yeah. read something out of curiosity or, or for pleasure, that's fine. But if you really want to learn uh, something from a book, it's important to to really take take notes. And take notes not after you read the book, because then you forget half of the important nuance, but while you read. So after every session of listening or, or reading... Uh, you you write down notes. You write down what you remember and 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 how it like applies to you and, and also in general. But you have to engage in the reading of the book. You can't just do it passively because then you might exercise your uh, your memory and that's fine. But you probably it won't it probably won't affect you. It probably won't change you. Well, so that's why you know I'm I'm really quite religious right now about note taking after mm-hmm. I, I read audiobooks. Um, uh, that's good. I'm also reading some other other people's notes. Uh, recently, I discovered uh, a website also by Derek Sievers, this, um, the same guy who's been yes. interviewed by me, and uh, who has this now page, which I also have. Uh, that he has a very good also um, uh, like uh, site with his book notes. So it's really it's really cool to to view his book notes. So um, oh, I, I actually I got the idea to to share the books I read and my notes from him, and ah. also a, a few good titles from from him. So All right. he was inspiration. All right. So I'm I'm totally also using his website to also search for new books to read, and also I'm I'm reading his notes. So uh, what happens is that there is this um, review process that I'm I'm right now trying to get into. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, I would you know my my idea for this year is to publish um, a, a weekly blog post of, of a book, you know, of my notes from a book, just like you do, mm-hmm. you, pu- you put your notes there. And this way I will be forced to review my notes, uh, check out your notes on the book if you read the same one and check the Derek's notes or some other, you know, Amazon notes of some other people. And, and then just to have a big picture and to just get back to the title again 
and then just you know, write it down in, the, in, one, in one blog post. So this is something, for example, this is like this review phase that I, I, I want to be engaged in because um, as, we, as we discussed, we read you know, around 30 books a year. So um, mm-hmm. it's really useful first to take notes right after you've read it. But then after, uh, after, you know, after a few days or weeks, you know, get back to the book, you know, compile the, the, the notes again and put them, put them somewhere. Yeah, I, I agree. So so definitely take notes, preferably not after you read, but while you read, so after every session. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Engage with the book. What I do um, is like I take just short, simple notes after every session, but then I I go through the notes and I rewrite them. So I, I synthesize like a blog post uh, so that it, it makes more sense, it's, it's coherent, and it takes time. Uh, but it's not supposed to be easy, right? So I don't do it with every book, but with the, the books I, I really want to learn from, I, I rewrite it and it takes some time, but I engage with the information, like I restructure it so it makes more sense to me. And that's the part of the learning process. And also we talk about about those things, uh, about those ideas on the show, which is also part of the learning process. And uh, we discussed this uh, before. But I also wanted to point out something interesting uh, you said, which is that uh, while note-taking is important in understanding the information and really remembering it, it it's still, like, even if it's actionable to you, it's, it's I think, very useful to, to do it explicitly. So, like, when you see things which are in particular useful to you, like something, oh, I should do this, or, you know, I should be more like that, um, just write it down, like yeah. like literally um, make this explicit in your notes that, hey, this this thing is not just interesting and like part of the argument of the book, but this is something directly relevant to you. Uh, and actually, I would, I would uh, take a step further. Um, what I recently started doing with some books, uh, which have a lot of those things, I literally make a project uh, in Husby. Oh, wow. So like... If, if there's a book which has a lot of like very concrete, actionable things that I have to uh, do or like research something more on a subject, like more than one or, or, or two things, um, I make a project and I might make a task for each of those things. And then here's the key point. You incorporate all of this into your weekly review routine. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so like you don't just read the book, but after you do that, like if you already have a, a process of doing a weekly review, uh, which is like this this feedback loop for life, um, that's a that's a good point to review the actionable parts uh, from the book and and think what to do with them. Uh, should they are they just like tasks to get done? Or is there something for you to do more research? Is there uh, should you like make a metric for it? Like, do you need to start tracking something? Or uh, should this become part of your goals for the year? So you you would modify your, your yearly plan as we discussed um, two weeks ago. Uh, or if if you do make a project, if there, there's a m- like multiple tasks to, to get done uh, after uh, you know actionable items from the book, then it's also useful from the perspective of the week review because you already have a process that you know you will review these things uh, regularly so that you won't just forget them. So you have a feedback loop that 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 makes you uh, engage with with those ideas further every week. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. No, but, but but as you said, I mean, uh, I want to repeat that. Really, 
sometimes when you read something a thought comes to you know <laughs> comes comes you know running your way and that mm-hmm. you can you have to do something about it, it, it can be like vaguely um even sometimes related to the book but the book kind of you know hit something you know and it's really important to write it down i i, I can't uh, emphasize it enough i've had a few of these moments recently and after that as you said, uh, I, I did a similar thing. I put them um, in in a few tasks as comments, you know, in, in Nosby, then reviewed them, and then I applied them almost immediately. So, so, so like, um, it's important to catch these these moments because for me, also reading a book is a moment of contemplation. It's a moment of of kind of med- you know of meditating, of, of of thinking about stuff. So very often I read yeah. about a subject, and you know, while I'm reading, I'm also thinking about the subject from from all the knowledge that I have about the subject you know so this is this comes all you know together uh, at this moment yeah what I what I often find myself doing uh, and this is I think more natural when reading a book versus listening to an audiobook um, but but what I often do is like uh, I'm listening to a book I'm outside maybe taking a walk or something like that and like, there's this like and a really interesting insightful fragment and oftentimes I'm just like whoa I, I stop it and then like for like five or, or 10 minutes, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to process this because it's like, it's a lot. And I have to like think this through, not just, you know, not just continue and not just let it be another thing that the book said, but like, I have to process it right now because this, this, this seems relevant to me. Did you have moments like you would rewind back to listen to it like twice or three times? Yeah, uh, I, I do. Admittedly, it's it's a bit more annoying during the winter. Yeah, uh, which you it, it's not a problem you have in Spain, but uh, but here like today it's uh, I think negative five Celsius. So like it, it's it's more difficult to manipulate a an an audiobook when you're like in your winter coat and your 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 winter gloves it's hard to like stop and rewind but yeah definitely uh, i would do that sometimes yeah i do i do i do it quite often like as you said whether there's a meaningful thing and i also pause a few times as well you're, you're totally right uh, i just you know when there's something meaningful that's true mm-hmm. uh there's a few fonts i wanted i wanted to share and then maybe we'll share some concrete examples of like books we read and, and then what we did about it but anyway as for notes one important thing which i think we mentioned in the past but it's really important uh part of the reason why it's important to take notes if you want to learn from a book is that you can get to it later so it's Mm -hmm. a summary of the book but it's a summary you wrote and so you can much easier remember all, all the new ones that's hiding behind your your short note so what's what's worth doing is uh every now and then um maybe you can do it I don't know, monthly or, or maybe as, as part of your, your quarterly uh, review, look at the list of your book notes and like see if there's some books which y- you, you know were very important to you, but, but maybe you're, you're not sure if you, if you truly applied them, but you want to. Like, it, it's a good habit to review your notes uh, from time to time because reading them uh, after a while can unleash new... Uh, new insights and also you can notice things which you learned about and you thought were important so you made notes of them but then you for- forgot to actually learn from it and so it- it's it's important to to keep it to keep a check on yourself like that yeah totally totally 
you know, we've mentioned here on this episode the, the importance of feedback loops, you know, quarterly offsites and everything. But as you said, incorporate these is, is really is really crucial. That's why I also are now take more care of my uh, reading uh, page. So the um, so the one that I, I when I put uh, links to the books that I've read and notes and things like that, that I. Like to really appreciate more what I've just read, and and to really uh, later get and to enforce myself to get back to to, to to these these things, and hopefully this this year, post more you know coherent blog posts about each book because um, yeah, especially now that a few of them clicked and and helped me make meaningful meaningful change, I want to share it. I want to share how this impacted my life. Two ideas I got from Farnham Street, which I haven't really tried before, uh, but I'm going to. So I'm, I'm just going to, to share it. Uh, one is he suggests to uh, to first like skim through a book. So that's obviously very difficult to do with an audio version. But if you are reading a book, like maybe you you have it like in your uh, in your hand, maybe it's a paper book. Uh, then if you can see like it's probably going to to be important to like first skim through it. So see like what it's about. See the first page of, of every chapter. And, and that gives you a few things. First of all, it, it primes your brain because you can understand the book better if you already know what, what the point is going to be. Like you, you can, you have the context. Uh, and second of all, if, if you're like skimming through a book, maybe in a bookstore, which is, wow, a bookstore, I haven't been to one in a long time. Yeah. But if you are in one, like you can, you can spend uh, half an hour uh, doing a, a good skim for a book and decide if it's worth uh, continuing to read, uh, and so like you can, you can, um, you can get get the basics and and not waste time, uh, you know, many hours on a book which might not be that important after all. Uh, and second idea is um, he suggests that if and only if the book was really outstanding, uh, and I know I read a few books like that last year. Um, after you read it give it some time like a week or two and reread read it like why not like if, if it was so outstanding then you are going to get a lot of uh, value from the second read there's a lot of things you, you you will have missed uh the first time around but after you you know the whole idea then there's a lot of nuance that uh, that you'll see which is like I don't know, like like watching a, a movie or or a, or a good TV series uh, for the second time, and you you already know where the plot is going, and so because of that, you see all the details which are now obvious to you but weren't before. Yeah, it applies to movies very well. <laughs> I I remember a few that I like, and then the the, the books, you know, uh, like just mentioning uh, like the essentialism. We mentioned it several times. I heard it twice, so I did twice the audiobook, and now I'm going through the paper version uh, because it was one of the outstanding books uh, uh, recently. So I wanted, you know, to have really all the nuance there and uh, really apply what <laughs> what Greg is saying in this book. And also, I, I've never actually done it, but but here's a random idea: uh, after you 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 read, for example, on paper a really good book, then maybe the second time around you could listen to an audio version, or if you're bilingual like the two of us, you could read it in another language, and like that, that's another like another perspective into like the same information, but because the medium is is different, it will make a different kind of impact on you. Well, the only time I, I was uh, um, listening to an audiobook after 
kind of reading the paper version was because I couldn't reach the, f- the, fin- the finish line of the paper version because I wouldn't have time for that. <laughs> so I would just get the audio and <laughs> just read it <laughs> entirely. <laughs> but I think you read uh, David Allen's Getting Things Done like uh, in uh, yeah. four languages. That's true. That's true. Getting, uh, so Getting Things Done is uh, like, it's, it's a totally, I, I read it in several languages. Uh, so yeah. And then I heard it, I think twice or three times. So yeah, uh, this is total outlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I, I I I think we should share some concrete examples. That helps. Yeah. So like one of the basic examples of something that like clicked immediately uh, of a book that, and, and the book, this book we haven't mentioned on, on this show uh, was um, like the I was primed to this idea of essentialism, minimalism. But like, essentialism is a different thing. But minimalism. So minimalism have less, you know, fewer things. Um, I, I I watched the minimalism movie by by these guys. Uh, um, <laughs> so like I was really primed to this whole idea. I was trying to have le- uh, fewer clothes. Uh, like really, it, I had a, like it was an idea that has been you know in my mind for a while now. And then I read this short book by uh, Marie Kondo, the life changing magic of tidying. <sighs> Right, so yeah. and, and she's like very like all like she's very very popular in the states now and everything. So um, my wife told me about the book and she said that she, we should totally read it. And I I we, we got the paper copy, but of course I got the audiobook and I I got through audiobook first, uh, as as usual. And this was like this like this book was just amazing. After like th- this book was just perfect timing for me. And like all these you know I've been primed to this idea of how to you know have less and cl- the clutter and then things like that and then she would just give me just perfect examples of how to do it, perfect recipes for things to do. And immediately after I've read the book, I applied them in my life. I I I I, I read like, like I read you know redecorated, redesigned my my wardrobe and, uh, and made it you know better, uh, fewer things, uh, just things I love and you know, I just joy joy joy. Um because she says that you know you should only keep things that really make like like um, give you joy. Make you happy. Yeah. yeah. So so uh so totally and now I went here um to my home office and I did the same thing. I haven't finished. Uh, I did the first sweep and it was just amazing that this short book like it had exactly the ideas that i was just ready for them but i just got them at the right moment and now i just applied them immediately and i feel the benefit of these ideas from this book immediately i I, and they are so compatible with my life now i mean and with with this you know whole my whole concept of minimalism and things like that so it just it just works perfectly with with my you know mindset so um this was like a book that just was just a bullseye (laughs) Nice. Uh, one example from me would be deep work. So all the basics we mentioned. I took notes while I was reading it. I compiled a note. I posted it on my website. We discussed this on the show. So again, like I, I engaged with the ideas a lot. Uh, but then the very the the one key thing I I did is uh, so I have this this spreadsheet which we'll discuss at some point uh, where I like put lots of um, data such as like my weight every single day and I added a column to it where I would track my deep work right so it's like okay I can I can think of deep work but it's difficult to hold yourself accountable if you don't have the data so I made a way to track that data and every day I would put uh, how many hours approximately I spend in the state of deep work and then every week during my week review I can review that so I have I have like 
concrete, measurable information that I can use to guide my decisions. And because it's it's there and it's part of the weekly process, it's not just something I read, but something I engage in weekly. Uh, and so I can I can tweak uh, my behavior based on that. We should totally discuss your spreadsheet thing. I mean, because because uh, I know. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is so good. So, uh, so um, you showed me a, a, like a part of your spreadsheet, so to inspire me to do to do mine. And I had like a kind of spreadsheet for my because I wanted to imp- apply things from four DX, so four disciplines of execution that we also discuss mm. on this show, and with lag measures and lead measures, and and it, it's very well connected with what you just said with deep work. So if you can, you know, control how many hours you spend on deep work, then 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 the lag measure, so like the outcome, might be different but if you don't but 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 you don't control the lag measure so the output you control the the input like what you what you put there so i did it in an awkward way thanks to your spreadsheet and spreadsheet idea i started tracking it my way and i mean my way your way my way so i did my own spreadsheet also with with more detailed information and daily you know daily data and man, after a week, it's already, I, I love this thing, man. I, I just love it. And it just, and it shows me. And as you said, it shows me how many hours I really worked, you know? And yeah. my wife, the other day, she looked at it because um, I wanted to show her how, how this works. And she was like, oh, so this day you only worked like four hours or five hours. I want to work like that, you know? I'm like, no, it was a bad day. I only worked five hours, you know, I, of, of, of deep work. I mean, the rest were just, you know, bullshit hours, right? So it's not like I yeah. didn't spend eight hours at work or more. They, like, I just noted what I really, you know, worked on, you know? And she was like, ah, so that's the key. So I said, you know, this is the idea. The idea is that I want to track this. I want to review this every week. And uh, yeah, and so so this thing, so for me, I also uh, do the lag measures, so the measures of 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 uh, of our performance. So I have a few of these uh, every week when I do my weekly review, I update them. So the sales we had last week, you know, how many new customers, how many new users, like all these things, how many new podcast listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, so <laughs> all these things I, I I write down to just see how how I go, and uh, and this way uh, it's 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 easier for me. To control what's happening and to see what's happening, and uh, and to hopefully influence my goals and and impact my goals and and be better. Also, you know, taking like really taking ideas from the 4DX book, so for disciplines of execution. That was a good teaser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely get back to this subject. Yeah. And also mentioning uh, 4DX, it, it, it's funny because you you read that book before, but for me. The book Deep Work mentioned the ideas from Four Disciplines right. of Execution and and suggested the exact like how to implement this in your life. So like just the book itself also gave you um, suggestions about how to make it actionable. And you 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 mentioned priming and like because of, I read that I read Four Disciplines of Execution, right or I read uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, another book from the author of Deep Work, which is why I read Deep Work and I liked it. And it, it primed me for many of the ideas I got from the book Peak, uh, which are very important. And we also discussed them. And I, I, I see this pattern in my, in my reading uh, history all the time that there's sometimes connections which are not obvious because I don't always read books on a similar subject uh, one after another. It's sometimes like I read about, I read about something in one book and, and it doesn't quite click. Like that's, that's what I mentioned. I, I wasn't looking for the answer and it gave me one, but I wasn't ready for it. But it still primed me 
um, to want the answer. And at some other points in the future, I I saw another book which expanded on that. And because I was primed, I was interested and wanted to learn more. And because of that, I did learn more. So that's another part of why reading many books is important. Yeah, I mean, just it is the connections, for example, that that the books originals, How to Fly a Horse and Peak make, like all these things, like yeah. they, like it's they're all connected. They are very well connected, and they like. And they prepare you, for example, for the peak. You know, for like, they, they, <laughs> I mean, for me, it was like it was this. This was the the the, the, the uh, how I how I read them. And 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 peak, as we mentioned in the last uh, uh, episode, I mean, one of the last episodes, was the book that structured the way I'm going to approach this year. I mean, uh, I've I've uh, I've totally changed um, uh, the way uh, I approach uh, several things, and um, uh, not only you know like, uh, goals and 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 uh, the the acquiring new skills and all these things, um, because again I was primed to that. I already was doing something right there, you know. I was already learning something that something there, but but uh, this book really put it. I gave it a name, you know, and put it, put more structure into this. And now when I think about this, I take it all into account. So, so really for me, like the book Peak was, was a great example of, uh, of how it read, read pretty radically um, changed the way I approach things. Although I was already on the right path, but not yeah. just yet. Yeah, exactly. I see it all the time. Uh, for me, another example of, of this, uh, of this priming would be with, um, uh, ideas from from Stoicism, actually. Uh, I know um, uh, DHH uh, talked a lot about it on multiple like podcasts and stuff, and so that that's something always interesting to me. Uh, and then uh, quite recently, uh, we both read this book, "Ego is the Enemy," mm-hmm. and it it made a lot of re- references to that. And then uh, after your recommendation, I read the provocatively uh, titled "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck," yep. which had a lot of that. And now, somewhere in my long queue uh, in Audible, there's this other book, which DHH also recommended, uh, called A Guide to the Good Life, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy. And I'm interested in it, right? And before I, I wouldn't be, but it just, the ideas from, from other books, which were like about something slightly else or were not as deep on the subject, but they, they give me an interest in, in, in this. And so I want to read it now. Yeah, I mean the books you just mentioned, uh, um, the subtle art and uh, <laughs> and and the other ones. Also, uh, like these are the books that maybe not they don't give you like tangible advice what to do now, but as you said, they prime you for some you know for, for a little bit different mindset, for a little bit different approach to life, and yeah, and and this is this kind of these are the things that won't. You know, won't be there yet. They, they are they are being developed, and and uh, you know, it will, they will take time because your approach to life, you know, is pretty. You know, <laughs> it, it's it, it's from your experience of you know having lived here for quite a while now. So it will take time to change, but but they already alter this, and and then they they, they they change it. So um, I, I see that I see that um, by reading these books that I've already changed a little bit, but it's still a subtle change. It's still you know. But but it 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 it's it's priming me to 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 do some like to, like like my mind to 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 approach things a little bit differently. I'm actually glad glad you're mentioning it because that's the kind of book which is uh, difficult um, to learn from. So we're talking about leaping from reading to doing, and and sometimes it's 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 straightforward. Sometimes it's a bit more more difficult. But but with a book like Ego is the Enemy, 
there's some real like serious um, uh, life advice or philosophy uh, in there, um, but it's not actionable in the same way as I don't know me reading a book about finance, you know, personal finance uh, is that I can make a, you know, oh, do this, do that, like, you can't do that. And so here I would say it's particularly important uh, to take notes mm-hmm. and to review them regularly yes. and to make stuff like that a part of your week review routine, uh, or at least, you know, during your, your quarterly review, for example, to take a look at things like that and, and you know, make space for the, the introspection and, and think, hmm. Uh, is there is there something to it that I thought then that I should learn from but didn't, right? Because because day to day those are not because they're not just past they're not immediately actionable. Uh, it's very easy to to forget about those things and and just let them slide. Yeah, I think so. I think that's why one of these books was essentialism. That's you know essentialism um, tells you to 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 um, you know to. <laughs> to do less but better uh, but it's not really a tangible advice i mean less what do you mean no here? it's 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 a manifesto it's a manifesto it's an approach to life it's an attitude you know and you cannot yeah. develop an attitude you know on one reading and just you know <laughs> make a quick to the list and just fix it up you know you 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 need uh, time to digest that's why i'm approaching this book right now the third time um so and, and another book like that was the one thing which was also for me very cool because the, the premise of the book, you know, was the one thing that you could make today that would make other things um, easy or, or, or um, easier unnecessary. Unnecessary, exactly, easier or unnecessary. Yes. So for me, just this phrase is just you know, mind blowing. It's really, it's really, it's really deep. Um, but then again, for example, <laughs> there's another book that I, I recommended to you, which is totally actionable, which was like Sleep Smarter, and oh yeah. I haven't read it yet. So, so Sleep Smarter is like this this book that that combines a few pieces of advice that we have read in other books, like um, uh, um, how to get fat, how we get fat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Come on, seriously. Come you, on. That's you don't have to learn that. All right. Know, everyone knows how to get fat. Yeah, I always make the same mistake. <laughs> so. We we shouldn't have made that joke back then. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so anyway, the book Sleep Smarter combines advice from how we get fat and from other health, uh, you know, and health books and and other books. And especially now that I, after having a newborn, I was pretty sleep deprived for a while. <laughs> it, <laughs> it really helped me understand how I should mind my sleeping, how I should change some things. And I and it was another book that immediately. After I read it, I, I just when I was writing down the notes, I already knew where what should I what, what I should fix, how to fix things better, how to make things better, and and uh, redesigned my both morning ritual, the way I I, I drink coffee, the way I uh, sleep, how I put how I go to sleep, my evening ritual, all these things, and it was really really helpful, and and, and it just compiled all this advice from these different books again that primed me for that, and just just to put them. Uh, uh, into action because uh, the sensation of guilt after reading this book was just unbearable. 